Welcome to the Memphis Masters Podcast. This is your host, Adrian Collins Blackney. Namesake of the prestigious Adrian C. Blackney Award for Honesty and Integrity, also known as the Bad Golfer Award. We welcome to the program today, Nick Hayes. Two-time past champion. Those two times being the first two years when his only competition was myself. We since then brought in better golfers. Not that much better, but a little bit better. Sit back. We're going to be talking about the Memphis Masters. What's on the horizon since all these places are closed down. Hang on a minute. So, uh, last year we celebrated the 10th anniversary of Memphis Masters. Uh, We wanted there to be 100 people that played. We were just short of that, right? Just a little short. Was it even a record last year? I I think the weather was pretty bad, if I remember correctly. I think our numbers were down because of the torrential downpour. Was that the rain year or the ice ice ball year? I think the ice ball year or the year before. I think we've had two really pretty crappy years in a row after having a real string of nice weather. And, uh, last year it was raining. The year before it was like 15 degrees. And I think it was threatening snow and hail. So... We started this thing not really as the Memphis Masters. It was more or less just playing golf on the Saturday of the Masters at Riverside, which has its own lore. I mean, so I used to work at, uh, I don't even know what it's called anymore. It was called Transus then, which is downtown, south of downtown. And you were, were you an attorney downtown or were you working for Raymond James? No, no, no. I think it started out. I'm wearing a Masters 2005 hat. I was living in this. I was living in Atlanta at the time that I took a trip to a practice round at Augusta. And I think you go to Augusta and you're like, "Oh man, this is where it's at right here." So you always kind of carry it with you if you like golf at all. So we moved back to Memphis, maybe in uh, I don't know. When we moved to Memphis, um, 2006, 2005, maybe the end of 2005. I might have started law school in 2005, actually. So went to the Masters in the April of that year. Moved back to Memphis probably to start school, maybe in May, like right after we I went. Uh, and when I was in law school, you moved over to Memphis. I don't know what year was that. Do you, you remember? Uh 11 years ago, 12 years ago. I'm not, so I don't I know. Uh, you know, that would have been 07, 06, something like that. So you went to the 2005 practice round and that met said, I'm going to start a tournament. I don't think that's true. 
No, I just had a love for the Masters, an enduring love that was amplified by my visit to Augusta. Okay. And I moved from the state of Georgia, and I was like, I want to carry this. You know, we need to carry this with me. And so, I, so, so me and you started playing a lot of golf down at Riverside when you were working down on President's Island, and I was in law school and didn't have anything to do in the afternoon. Lunch I, golf. It was lunch golf. Because I'm a mediocre student and attorney at the be- at best. <laughs> and it's, as a result, we both work at the same place right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but we did play a lot of golf. We do have a cool golf tournament. So I guess there's one, that's one benefit of that. So yeah, we were playing a lot of golf because you were working down there and I was just kind of doing law school and didn't really have a job. And so, uh, you know, Holtzclaw would come along various random people well, and then we had, how did how we did play with Holtzclaw a good bit uh was he think, just he was just he worked at uh was he was at amazon then no uh, he worked at like youth villages but i think he said he was like going to get his his degree in anthropomorphism or uh primatology he had a connection with the monkey at the zoo <laughs> he did <laughs> I can't remember what happened. It was but talking he, to him. He said he understood it. He worked at U Villages for a while, but I can't remember exactly the time frame or, or why he had so much free time on his hands. I know he was living with Susan. So uh, we played golf. He would play with us on occasion. The uh, Gary, who who runs uh, Riverside, he was there. Yeah. There was the Griff. Uh, the pro, <laughs> the golf pro, which was Griffin. Nah, Griffin was just like the cart boy. That's what I'm saying. He was he was the pro on hand. He was like, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. Could smoke any African, of us. There was an old African-American fellow that used to kind of be there every now and again. Yeah, the greenskeeper. He, he, mostly, he dealt with the carts and stuff. Mostly it was Gary. Gary and Griffin for, for a while. Yeah. And they had to let poor Griffin go when times got tough. No, Griffin went to college. So uh, the thing that sticks out to me now, the reason that I think we made the real like hard and fast rule that is true of the Memphis Masters that is not true when you're playing with your buddies or that when you're specifically playing with, uh, help me out here, what we just were talking about him. He cheats all the time. Holtzclaw. <laughs> when you're playing with Andrew Holtzclaw, he cheats. It might have been, been a perfect stew that you know, kind of <laughs> like congealed into our idea is that we were playing with Holtzclaw and he kept beating us. He kept beating us, and he's terrible, and he would cheat incessantly. We were like, well, I shot a 53, and he's like, oh, I shot a 35. That's weird. After we every, burning. like, we would even, after every hole, we'd start counting on purpose. Like, we knew what we hit. We'd be like, I'm going to go through one, two, three, over, four. Yeah, I hit a five. And he would just invariably shoot out a number, and it was a birdie. I got a three. I got a three. Yeah. And so, I, I remember us i remember being excited about the masters one year and being like dude let's go play saturday of the masters let's go down to riverside they weren't even open right like we got a picture and the gate was closed we get down there like 
Well, it might have been seven o'clock. I don't know. What <laughs> it was time. early. And uh, the gate was locked, and we like hung out in that like you know waste pit uh, off to the side where there's a bunch of demolition. And, like we just kind of still like, demolition around. there. Ten years later, there's still demolition stuff there. It's still yeah. Well, we were just wandering around, and then Gary shows up. Like, what the hell y'all doing here? <laughs> like, bro, we're trying to play golf. What are you doing? Like, open the damn gate up. It's a golf course, right? <laughs> so it's a big day in golf. If you hadn't noticed. Anyway, I think that was the uh, the first. I think we played, and I happened to win that day, and I think we just called that the first one. Which makes sense. I mean, it, it was the, it was Master Saturday, which sadly, we're like three days away, Nick. There's no Master Saturday this year. There's no Master Saturday. It's sad, sad year. So we, we had the first year. Uh, I think the second year was much like the first year. It may have just been us. Uh, maybe Super Dave Cole played with us. I'm not sure. Yeah, the second year it was like, all right, we said we were going to do this, and it was just kind of fun. And I like, there's never, you know, like there's always a great anytime you have an excuse to play golf and on a spring day, especially like when the Masters are going on. Like, 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 why not? Why would you? So we're like, because especially since you've already had like three big time days of the masters ahead of you. Like everybody's watching, right? We're, we're streaming it all day at work. You're streaming it. You, you got, you the, get yeah. to Saturday and it's like, man, you've, you've got the fever at that point. And I think I was playing fantasy golf too. <laughs> I mean, I was just like in the, the, the thick of it. Like I was like drafting, uh, you know, tiger woods and, uh, some Asian guy for cheap and whoever else. And so I was just, you know, I, I was all about it. every time the Masters is on, I'm always about, I'm always about it. If I'm at work, uh, I, I stream it. Like, you know, I watch, I stream the par three competition. I stream the driving range. <laughs> I will watch dudes on the driving range just hitting ball. So at some point, when we finally decided to invite other people, I remember what was a big deal to me was I wanted people that showed up to be totally shocked. Just thinking, oh, this is just going to be some buddies playing golf. That's, I'm wearing this shirt, baby. And instead, they show up and their name is on a cart with a pairing and a swag bag That's and right. beer. Beer, pimento cigars, pimento cheese sammies, pimento cheese, like infinitely important pimento cheese sandwiches wrapped in wax paper. Uh, yeah. I even think one year we put a dollar sticker on them or something to establish that they were a dollar. <laughs> we might have, yeah. It's just, it, it's been a money pit, but it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and, and so it steadily grew. Because the other thing that we wanted, we wanted if you ever go and actually come to the Memphis Masters, like you'll always go because it's just that kind of it's that brand of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. And I feel I like we pulled that off. One of the most, one of the more rewarding things in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was play, I was playing last year's round with Chuck Butler. Yeah. In the in the pouring rain. I mean, it was raining the it whole. It was. Time terrible 
And he he gets out and he's just he might I think he won the Adrian Blagney Award last year. Yeah. Anyway, he gets out just you know, duck hooks a ball onto the interstate. <laughs> and he says, Man, there ain't no place I'd rather be right now. This is it right here. I'm like, wow. <laughs> All this was worth it, Chuckster. We have had our fair share of not great golfers. We've had uh we've had some pretty good golfers too. Um I say pretty good uh, loose, loosely pretty good. Uh we've had our share of almost. I think Thad Shepard swore up and down that he was gonna have Mike Conley play in the tournament about three years ago. He was talking to like Conley's handler, he called him. Uh Ed. <laughs> Mike Conley's handler, Ed. Apparently is a plane buddy with Thad. First of all, it seems ridiculous that somebody like Mike Conley would play because the season is still going on. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and it's Masters weekend, and he's like a big golf guy. Like, if he's doing anything golf-related, he's probably going to Augusta. He, he If he's not in the throes of a, a playoff race, then he's going to be in Augusta. Exactly. Right. But, but I, we were convinced. I was I was halfway convinced that Mike Conley was going to show up. I don't even think Thad could show his face that year. Uh, Thad has only showed up like three times. It's, that's it's true. It's fair. So, we, we've thought uh, uh, Jeff was going to make an appearance a few times. Who? Uh, Jeff Calkins from the Daily Memphian. To be fair, I never thought that he would come. Uh, until he replied after our 10 years. So we've we've really invited him every year. And he's never said anything. And then he regretted last year after the yeah. fact, I think. Yeah. Which is surprising. Like, not that he would reg- – that's not surprising. What's surprising is we send out these emails, like, well in advance. We send out – like three or four of them. It's like, hey, here's the reminder. It's going to happen. Then it's, hey, here it's going to happen. Please reply. And then it's, hey, it's tomorrow. And then he replied even after that, after the day, uh, like, keep it up, boys. Sorry, I can't make it or something like that. <laughs> I think the email has a lot to do with the success of the respect, you know, the tournament, honestly. Yeah. I think it was over the over the top from the beginning, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And it's continued to be embellished over the years, and I think the fact that we send it out to pretty much every person we've ever sent an email to, we've only ever. had one. We've only had one person ever try to opt out of receiving it. Yeah, uh, says, says something. And I'll tell you what, we've still yet to forgive that person. Now, you I'm know what? I, I think we need to bury the hatchet. I don't know, man. I don't know. It still rubs me a little raw. It rubbed me really raw for the better part of a decade. Um, and I, but I feel like it's soon to bury the hatch. Anyway, part of, yes, the, the fun is in that email and sending it to every single person that we knew and sending it out and, 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 and all that, which is, I think why, why we need to start this podcast, Nick. I think we need to talk more about the tournament. I think people want to hear about it, specifically our people, the 10 people that play every year. I think we need to have guests on the show. Uh, yeah. 
we 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 got a lot of characters that have played in our tournament. Uh, we got a lot of really bad golfers that have played. Uh, we've got a is Reese a four time champion or a three time champion? He's hit three. He's won three in a row, four in a row. I'd like to have Brad Snyder, who won a couple times, and Reese on at the same time on the podcast to talk about the fact that Brad thought he had it all locked up and he won wins two in a row. And then Reese comes on the scene, and 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 boy, he hasn't flirted with the leaderboard since then. I think we need to have Nick Patterson on, who was in a playoff oh, last yeah. year, or was it last year or the year before? Maybe a couple times with Reese. Mm-hmm. He is the uh, the Rory McIlroy of the Memphis Masters, I guess. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. I feel like we've had at least at least one, maybe two playoffs for the Integrity Award. Which, uh, yeah, yeah. So Damon Conley and uh, Will Murphy, I think, were in a playoff one year. Was Ludo in a playoff? Maybe I can't remember. He won it one time, I think. And Tommy Foster, I don't know. Tommy Foster, man. Uh, who? Brian Bowles has a trophy on his desk at work. He was closest to the pin. I remember. I think. I think Brad Snyder won closest to the pin one year on on hole three, even though he wasn't on the green. Somehow, there was not one person who actually hit the green, and they <laughs> and the closest to the pin was like about twenty yards off of it. It was sad. That's that's what I envision on this is uh, having guests and talking about what their favorite hole is. You know, mm-hmm. there's only nine of them. Maybe we have nine episodes and we bring each person in and talk to them about which hole was their favorite. Why don't we? T- why don't you tell us which hole is your favorite, Mister Host? My my favorite hole. God, it can't be three. I like, yeah, three is the hell hole. I don't like that one at all. I don't like that really long par three either. The one that I got to pull out a driver for, and it's a par three, and I still can't reach the green on it. It's completely unreasonable. I think my favorite's probably the postage stamp. Uh, not nine? I like nine. I feel like I hit it well there every time into the woods. And then I almost always get out of the woods okay, mainly because I can't find my ball, so I end up having to drop. But at least I'm hitting three with a clear shot rather than three from deep in the thick. So... I don't mind nine. I like I like the nature of everybody crowding around nine and yelling at you and those kinds of things. That's yeah. why I like nine. I like uh, what's the the uh, I guess it's you know it's eight. I guess eight might be my favorite because I like having the choice of trying to cl- split those two trees or or take the real long dog leg because I always just go for the trees because it's eight's a nice hole. It's it's pretty wide open. I mm-hmm. still. To hit into the woods in the right somehow, but uh, yeah, every, what I always tell people: every foot you're right, you're two feet further away from the hole. Like I'm like a a wise sage, like you're Gary McCord out in the field. Yeah, I always whisper when I tell it. <laughs> He's gave himself about five more feet with his hut with his slices on the on hole number eight. I don't know who Gary McCord is. It's sad, man. It's a sad year when it's going to be delayed at, at best no, so I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what i did though this week what'd you do you know i live next to over park 
I got a little course out there and it's closed down. So we took the kids out there and let them just run around on the golf course and uh, took a bag of balls and just, just started hitting them, you know? Is the grass tall? No, they keep, they're keeping the grass cut. So we were just, we were just hitting around, got a few swings in. Are there any, are there any holes? They had the flags out and they have crap in the hole. So we didn't even take a putter. We were just, I took a pitching wedge and was just, Hitting, hitting, uh, hitting little pitch shots up to the, up to the green, and you know, got a hundred, a little more than a hundred yards out, started hitting towards the green. I was, man, I was probably, I had, I was hitting twenty balls, probably nineteen of them were on the green. I was like, this is my year. This would have been my year. I could have been a contender. Just think about how much better you're going to be in November. Mm. Is that what we're looking at? Are we staring in November? Well, that's when the real Masters has tentatively scheduled for themselves. Well, then that means that the Memphis Masters is tentatively scheduled for November. Tentatively, all right. Well, is that our is that the announcement we're prepared to make? I think so. I think we're going to follow the. I think we're going to follow our. Uh, follow our whatever trajectory, past yeah. performance. No, I'm talking about like the Father Club. Uh, you know. Augusta National, they're kind of our. We're, we get kind of snarky in our invitation though about how like we're the masters. We've done that a few times. I, I'm not a fan of that because like it's a little too tongue in cheek for me. Well, we were just worried they were going to sue us for <laughs> for that uh, logo we did on them shirt last year. But I think we passed that. I think they're they seem to be all right with it. I think they seem to be unaware. Yeah. So, and they wouldn't be able to sue us anything. So we didn't sell them or anything. We didn't yeah. make any of it. It's the it's the best tournament you can get for your money, which is exactly thirteen dollars. Yep. To ride nine holes. We probably need to get Gary on this podcast. Uh, if he has a computer, that would that's going to be the only barrier to entry. Well, we could we could go down there. Six feet, man. We can get six feet. That, that 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 room's big enough. Talk about scooter. I'm gonna miss scooter this year. Scooter yeah. passed. Didn't scooter pass? He passed last year, but he's made him. He's made an appearance in our uh, emails quite a bit. Yep. I wonder what he did with all scooters' clothes. <laughs> I don't know. Why you got me laughing about a dead dog? That's rude. You think he gave him the goodwill? Oh gosh! What if we we're hunting for the uh, for the green jacket and we found one of Scooter's little vests? I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Make it an award. Call it the Scooter. We need to. We do need to honor Scooter in some way. Yeah, we'll do that. Need to make sure Gary's staying in the house, man. Yeah, for sure. We we don't need this podcast taking any more morbid turns as they already have. All right. Well, the Memphis Masters shall return. Uh, tentatively, always tentatively at the uh, at the date of the uh, the Masters in Augusta, the Saturday yes. of. Uh, let's. What is what is these? What is the the Masters? Let's look at the date. Masters twenty twenty. Rescheduled. 
Did they give dates? Or did they just say November? November 9th through the 15th. So November 14th. Mark your calendars. November the 14th. As long as the Shelby Board of Commissioners, Shelby County Board of Commissioners has reopened golf. You know what? We're doing it anyway. In Memphis. Well, I don't know how you can. You just go to the course and take a ball and the club. You got to climb that fence, and that fence was made by the Memphis, uh, the uh, Ornamental Metal Museum of Memphis, National yeah. Ornamental Metal Museum. On Between hole five and six, there's that little shed you can drive up to. You can just park on that little street and walk on. Is that where uh, the the doors was painted on that pole for a while? Yep. Jim Morrison's hole. Yeah, so you might. So we can just we can just go there. So All right, we can then. Start, we can start at seven. We just, we got to start real early. It's going to be a low lowly attended affair. I don't think lowly's the right word there, but I'm hopeful that it's we're we're up and running by that by then. Good deal. All right. Well. Look forward to to being on about a, a dozen of these things to be released between now and November, with about a dozen different interviews, uh, and hopefully we'll we'll keep it uh, somber and not exciting, just like this one. <laughs> this guy's a real wiener. <laughs> <laughs> people are going to tune into this. Hey, make sure you give us a like. Helps people find us on iTunes <laughs> and and a review. And a review. Like it and review it. Uh, that's very important. It, it matters more than you'd know. It matters more than you'd know. We gone! You got to give yours. You got you to gotta say we gone. No, nah, I ain't doing that. You got to do it really loud. Nah. <laughs> we gone! <laughs>